This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to Real Kipper and Born. You're hearing my voice because Nick Kiprios is away doing very important things today. Uh, definitely not golfing. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's something non-golf related. Yeah, it's definitely not golf. Two straight non-golf related reasons for parts of the show <laughs> yeah. to not be here. All oh, right, you called me yesterday, so yeah, everybody right. knows where I was. That's right. So we, uh, that voice there is your boy Sam McKee in studio with me today. Behind the glass, taking a quick look here. We got Derek Brandeo. We got Jen. Yeah, Jen back there behind a the TV. Massive TV in your way. Hi, Jen Rolnick. Welcome to everyone today. Um, you know, your standard June edition of uh, Kipper and Born, where I want to know how, how how was the golf? How, how was it yesterday? It was fun. Yeah. I was there. I uh, put in a shift. I arrived at around 8.30. I got home around 7. So I was wow. there. I got about 20,000 steps, walked about 15K. The old dogs were barking. Do you wear a step thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wear my my Apple Watch or whatever. But, yeah, I was sore by the end of it, I will say. You know, walking 20,000 steps, a lot of up and down. Uh, I wore my golf shoes, which some people think is nerdy. (laughs) Totally nerdy. Why? Well, because it's just, I mean, I'm walking around a golf course. I'm going up hills with grass. It's like, I mean, you know, it's part of the reason you wear golf shoes when you play golf is for traction when you're walking around. My golf shoes are particularly comfortable. I didn't wear like my, I wore like my running shoe style ones that yeah. have a little bit, not like the full on You one. didn't wear those ones? No, no. I wore like my older Puma ones, which are really nice, really comfortable. They're more yeah. comfortable. So I wore those. It I is ha- funny watching middle-aged white men dress like yeah. they might get tapped so, on the shoulder listen, to join at listen, any given moment. I have to tell you about my friend Madison, who I play golf with every Wednesday night and Friday night and Wednesday night golf league at Lakeview. Shout out. He texted the fellows this morning being like, I got my range finder. <laughs> he brought it to the tournament so he's got his range finder oh, and he's like wow and he's taking pictures and sending it to the group chat and being like he's about 217 out here <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't care you what soon moon bay is out here drop buddy. him from the group chat <laughs> no, that is a admin. criminal event he started the league <laughs> So the guy brought, he forgot his uh, sunglasses, but brought his uh, range finder to the golf tournament today. So That is exceptional performance. Uh, we were laughing pretty hard yeah, about that. Yeah, that's good. So well, there you go. our boy Connors, did he end up in the mix still? Is yeah, he... he's minus six. I okay. think the leader's minus seven or eight. Um, right. But yeah, he's minus six. I think he's one under today through two or three. So be fun to have a Canadian near the final pairing. It would be. Tournament. I would love for Oakdale to hold up and give us a good good event here. You know, I heard some of the traffic issues were perilous yeah, yesterday, well, but you know, we don't need to. We can tune no. into City News six eighty if you want to hear all the traffic was right. around there. But yeah. yeah, it was. It's a bit of a like right beside the entrance of the course. There's a huge construction zone. Yeah, and it's like down to like one lane, and cars are piling through there. Buses, Ubers dropping Unavoidable people off. Unavoidable in Toronto, I guess. Yeah, I mean if. It's hard to not have that. It is. It really is. So, All right. Anyways. Well, welcome back. Uh, God, people in the chat are so spoiled. They're like, oh, enough of the golf. Golf, golf, it's golf. 203. It's 203. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> holy crap, you're spoiled. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, this free content we're giving you. We want to talk about a little bit of personal interest for a minute. God. It's June Oh, 9th. my God. But... To yes. keep those people happy, and thank you, by the way, for joining us in June. We do appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're mixed on that. <laughs> it uh, There is Leafs news today. Mm-hmm. The Maple Leafs hired uh, Shane Doan as special advisor to the general manager. What happened to normal titles? I don't know. He's not just the AGM. I a special advisor. He specially advises. He's not just the advisor. He's not an assistant. He's the special advisor to the general manager. 
been with Arizona forever, his entire yeah, li- life. Literally since he, well, I guess he was with the Jets. Didn't he play one season when they were the Jets? Yeah. And then he was moved over there and he was part of them forever. Famously didn't get traded. You know, Dever got, wanted to stay with them forever. And we can talk about that a little bit. But I have to say that when I first saw this news, I saw Kevin Weeks send out that tweet with him driving and breaking. I love his breaking news, little things that he does. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Mostly just because I think the obvious parallel there is the Matthews connection and the Arizona connection. But I've always kind of said, like, when they fired or if they were going to fire Dubas, that, you know, you kind of have to start looking for your own Pat for Beak or start looking for, like, these other hockey guys within the industry that you Mm want to hire. And I will say that I am somewhat happy to have a hockeyman involved here. Like, an Ultra Living is more of, like, you know, I wouldn't say he's full-out hockeyman, but, like, he's getting there. But to have a guy like Shane Doan, who had a great NHL career, was a good player, you know, knows the game really well, connections with Austin Matthews, to me, it's a pretty obvious and good hire, and I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah, to me, it's one of those things. There's this, like, grouping of guys where it's like, is Shane Doan and Jason Spezza, are they different people? For sure. Are they fully interchangeable in my mind? Yeah. I I, I can't, I I couldn't tell you. They both knew with the front office thing. I don't know. The one has a preference, uh, one or the other. I don't know. I don't really think of the Spezza thing, but they are like sneaky the same (laughs) career. Like Spezza was better offensively. Neither guy's won. Both really great guys. Everyone likes them. You know, diehard hockey people seem to know their stuff. Okay. I didn't really think of Spezza when you were talking about this, but you're right. It's very similar. It is. And so great. Like I'm not knocking it. I'm not praising it. And, you know, that's great that they seem to get along really well. A lot of the Shane Doan quotes today were like that he loves Brad Tree living and they have quite the relationship. Yeah, that was, I listened to the Zoom chat today, hopefully looking for some clips to potentially play on our show here. Wouldn't say it was the most thrilling Zoom chats. I've been on a lot of Zoom chats over the last three years. Probably was at the near the bottom five yeah. of Zooms I've been on. Wasn't really a thrilling. He's not going to make Kipper's Clippers very no, much. No, no. He, he. I mean, he spoke to the. He spoke to because Luke Fox, who we're having on it in about you know fifteen minutes time here. Beautiful. Asked him an excellent pointed question about Austin Matthews resigning yeah. and what the influence he's going to have on that. And that's a big question. And before there Luke, is that Arizona yeah, tie, obviously. Yeah. And before Luke, uh, Luke even finished the question, uh, he had, he gave a little bit of a human chuckle as he was asking the question. He's like, and he sort of alluded to the fact he knows how big it is for the fans and all this, but he obviously didn't tip his hand at all. Mm-hmm. But like, it's hard not to draw a parallel here. Matthew Nyes has had this guy as his coach when he was five years old. Like, that's he, that's the part that really stuck out to me. He, a lot of the Nye stuff. Nye's brought him yesterday a 23 Maple Leafs jersey and said that everybody's getting these now because that's his number. And he yeah. brought him a jersey. He said that in the chat. So, like, there's a pretty close personal relationship with two of the Leafs players here. And I think that matters. Like, I really do think, yeah. you know, if you leave... Because we talked about Matthews's relationship with Dubas and how much he loved him and you know all that yeah. discourse about how he wouldn't resign here with somebody else like which was insane yeah but i do think when there's shane doan in the room who you've looked up to your whole life you have a relationship with it does matter yeah you're right it's not like they brought in you know lou lamorello or someone who he felt like is really going to dig in on things this is a guy that matthews would have looked up to i'm sure there's pictures of them out there yeah, you yeah. know when yeah. matthews is much younger and so sure it's someone he's admired and that he would be easy to talk with that that's a good thing i think mm-hmm. for for leafs fans uh yesterday kipper but you seem a little, I, i'm sensing a bit of i don't know from you about talk to me. yeah yeah talk to me talk it out i 
I, I made the sarcastic joke, like, yeah, great to have another guy that hasn't yeah. won here. Yeah. Uh, you know, except for our, living has our a, world championship. I teams, know. He has which won been the general manager. Uh, the only guy that watches that tournament is sitting here in this room, but you don't, you're not a big fan of that one. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Generally, it, you're right. It doesn't, I'm not, and that's the thing is I don't want to like detract from it because I don't know what his preferences are. I do think it helps in the Matthews front a little bit. You know, it's, a lot of this right now is prognosticating, you know, what people are going to do because we haven't been told anything by the Leafs. Yeah. We haven't been told Matthews and uh, Tree Living or have got together this way, you know, and it's moving this way or that. We heard anything on Sheldon Keefe? Nothing. It's very, it's been remarkably quiet between the time Tree Living was hired and I guess today. Like, presumably, these guys have met a bit. Today was the first. You either know or not know by t- now? Today was the first real piece of news that's come out post Tree Living being introduced, right? Yeah. Like, there hasn't been any leaks in terms of, like, which way anyone's leaning in the Matthews thing. There hasn't been any talk about Nylander. There hasn't been any talk about really anything. Right. Like, any of the... Coach is going to keep his mouth shut. (laughs) Any of the UFAs resigning, as there's, like, nine of them. Yeah. It's been remarkably quiet. So, to see this come out today, like, I think we're getting to the point where... We should maybe hear something about Keefe here pretty soon. Yeah, like a little bit of information. The, uh, you know, we haven't heard that anyone is leaving from the front office. Like there was presumed to be, I think, mm-hmm. something of an exodus. We yeah. haven't heard, you know, is Pridham sticking around? Daryl Metcalf is a guy who was hired to do analytics with Dubas in the mm-hmm. early days. Yeah. And now is, I think he's an assistant to the general manager. Is You know, we just, we haven't heard anything. So, well, with, you mean with, with Tree Living? Yeah, with Tree Living and what's happening with their whole with all also, their plans. Also, Spezza maybe could have had, if he just didn't quit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He could have maybe had a, still had a job with the Toronto Maple Leafs. For sure. So it is It is just a little curious, kind of waiting to see why we haven't heard anything on some of these fronts. The only thing I can think of with Tree Living and Keith is not that they went to Keith and said, hey, we'll give you an extension. Uh, and Keith's like, let me think about this, because surely he would want mm-hmm. to stay here. Mm-hmm. It's met with Keith a couple of times and now we're just going to talk to a couple other people and see what interest is like elsewhere before we announce anything. I think you could look at this from both ways. Couldn't you be like the longer every day that goes by without an announcement feels like it's getting closer to him coming back. But you could also be like every day that goes by without an announcement feels like he's closer to being gone. I think it's that one. I think the longer we go without hearing, because surely if they were just like, we like him as much as anyone else. We met a couple times. We yeah. got along. Yeah. Fine. He's okay. going to stay. To me, it's like the longer it goes on, they're feeling out other people and seeing what replacements might look like. And yeah, I know when I uh, interviewed to be the video coach for the Marlies, I met with Sheldon. Mm-hmm. We had a meeting to see if we like got along, basically. Mm-hmm. And we got along. Yeah. And by the end of the meeting, it's like, yeah, it works. It's fine. You know, like I'm sure Tree Living and Keith, like they're not trying to, you know, more, more than that, obviously, that's an AHL video coach. But yeah, no, they're, I mean, they are probably that's such an awkward thing to go into. Like, what does that meeting look like? Like, hey, well, you bud, can't even be yourself, really. Like, like, so what are you about? Yeah. Like, like, what are your interests? What do you like? Like, I, I don't know it's how not like you... one guy's going to be like, say something like horrifically racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to present... Yeah. You're going to be perfectly... You're going to present yourself as Sheldon Keefe, the NHL coach. And, but like, I guess there's guys that are getting hired up here. Like, it's just, to me, if you're going to do it, like he said in the press conference, priority number one is Austin Matthews. So maybe they'll kind of figure out the rest after July 1st after that. But that seems really late to be doing yeah. something. But I, I really don't know what they're doing behind closed doors at MLSC. Feels like nothing is leaking out. No. You know what I am interested too is like, will what will be the standard for this front office? Like the 
Dubas took over for Lamarillo, who was like, our assistants don't talk. You never heard from an assistant yeah. coach, I don't think, the whole time. I don't think we heard from any assistant general managers. Like, no, no media. Oh, well, we never really heard from anyone. True. On this show. I am curious <laughs> to know if, well, fair enough. I mean, generally, though, if Tree Living will be like, yeah, yeah, we can go out and talk a little bit. Yeah. But it's funny because you hear a guy like Doan laugh about the Matthews question being like, <laughs> Toronto media, and it's like, wait. Just wait, pal. Just wait. Yeah, yeah. You think it's funny now? You're going to hate it. Well, I don't think, I really don't think he'll be exposed to the media a lot. Like, mm -hmm. did Spezza ever talk? No. That was part of the Dubas thing, though, like that none of those guys, he just kept the Lou rules in place. I think they didn't want to make their own news. I'm sure the PR department will advise them to do the same. Yeah, like I can't imagine... They probably picked up a few tricks from Lou Lamorello throughout yeah. the years that they'll probably keep it tight, tight. But I mean, on his first day as general manager, Brad Treliving came on our show, right? So yeah. it's like, that's a different, right away, that's a different sort of feel and tone. So we'll see if it is different, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced it's going to be. That's right. Yeah. Well, there is hockey still being played last mm. night. The Florida Panthers winning overtime. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk involved again. Carter Verhage shoots one in the net. Three to two. Florida Panthers win two to one series now. You get a chance to watch that after the golf? Yeah. I did. I did. I watched the whole game. I will say that I think it's pretty interesting. The uh, Panthers, I'm kind of having a parallel feeling to the Miami Heat with them. Okay. Like they play in like the same general vicinity. And it's like, how do they keep winning? Right. It's like they've been the underdog here now for how many straight series? Four straight series. Yep. Huge dogs against Boston. Pretty big dogs against the Leafs. Big dogs against Carolina. And then again, dogs here. And well, I guess cats if you want. But they don't have a real, like they have a guy who's like on the fringes of being a super duper star, like Jimmy Butler versus Matthew Kachuk. They kind yeah. of got a lot of decent role players that can contribute. I just, the parallels between these two teams to me, are eerily similar, and I thought Vegas was going to roll them. I still think Vegas is going to roll yeah. them. But, like, I thought the Nuggets were going to roll them, and I still think the Nuggets are going to roll them. They're in the exact same position versus yeah. a, a, a favored team. And, like, now I'm getting that win last night. I Should I bet against them now? Like, I feel yeah. like I should, but I, I'm really shaken in my belief now because Vegas played really well last night. It just feels like in basketball the better team wins – most of the time. But it hasn't for three straight series with I know. the Heat. Like I know. They, like they were like, they beat the number, the best team in the league. Just seems more likely that to me that they would come back to earth and Florida could continue to just kind of squeak it out. Like, yeah. you know, the game last night, fairly even game, but Florida just finds a way. These Kachuckles, um, if you haven't checked it out, I have an article coming on uh, sportsnet.ca for mm. uh, AWS. Uh, taking a deep dive into some of the factors that go into the uh, projected goal rates for attempts. Looking at Matthew Kachuk and his contributions. Projected goal rates per attempt? For no, attempts? For attempts. So every attempt for throughout the game, um, you know, the, this AWS can spit out the likelihood of that shot being a goal. Oh, and, so his has got to be 95%. Well, the, the one he scores the on is paint yeah, every time. It's the second highest yeah. of any, any shot the whole playoffs. Yeah. So... Yeah, that one's a good one. Didn't, didn't love old Aiden Hill on that one. No, say. and the OT winner. It's interesting though because so what the the article looks at it looks at is Kachuk's inputs because the OT winner, unscreened, shot from distance, untipped, just goes by Aiden Hill. Yeah. But you got Kachuk right in the way. Right, you know he's going to the net. He looks like he might tip it. I thought screen he did tip something. It. Yeah, but apparently he didn't. Mm. But it's one of those things that like he has his hands in everything. 
And I thought the biggest change from games one and two for Kachuk was, I think Ian McIntyre wrote in his article today for us that in the first two games, Kachuk had 36 PIMs and played 34 minutes. You know, he was in the box more yeah. than on the ice. Last night, no PIMs, no hits, and he's involved in everything offensively. Well, I think a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of that had to do with him being in severe pain. Yeah. He, that dialing back, that physical element. God, he got rocked he there. Did. Was that Colasar that got him? Yeah, Keegan. Who I love that guy. I, I love the Knights in general, but like it really felt, I thought he was kind of done. Yeah. I just, last night was just, I know this is not breaking news, but God, hockey players are so tough. Yeah. Like to have what happened to Kachuk and have him get back in that game. He gets an assist on the Montour goal. He scores the tying goal. Montour, I don't know what the hell happened to him, but he jammed his arm up weird on the board. Yeah, and he was like dangling. Hanging. Yeah, I was like, oh well, he's done for the year. And it's like overtime, he's back out there snapping it around. Like yeah. God, they got good drugs in that locker room. Like <laughs> I don't know what they're <laughs> shooting into him, but they're looking a yeah. lot better. Like this time of year, you know, you just—it's all about like overcoming these. Like when you get this close, yeah, you can start convincing yourself that like oh, I'm not hurting as bad as I think I am. And I do feel like obviously them not going down 3-0 is big, but I do feel like those guys in that room now are like, all right, like we're three away here. Yeah. They're only up one game. Like that's such a big swing, obviously in the yeah. series, but I do kind of feel like the cats can find their way back into this. The only thing there is like, you know, adrenaline and drugs are real. And, and then you wake up today. You wake yes. up today. Yeah. And it's like, is Montour's arm still hanging off? Yeah. Is Kachuk, was it brain and shoulder? I, I thought more shoulder. Shoulder. Like I thought when he kind of stumbled, when yeah. he got back up, just a toe I pick, it, not well, a... I thought it was like, I was like, oh, God, he's getting back in this game. And even Simmer mentioned, and kudos to Simmer, he's like, oh, I thought maybe the spotter maybe should have stepped in there. Yeah. And I was like, good on you for saying that, Craig. Like, I, I thought so too. But then I watched back the replay, and there was no contact to the head on the shoulder. Yeah. And he didn't, like, hit his head on the ice or whatever. So maybe he was just, like, kind of out of, got the wind knocked out of him a bit, and he was kind of stumbling. Like, he got hit hard. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... For him, he's just such a gamer, man. Yeah. He just really is. That's he's actually Jimmy not... Butler. He's a Jimmy Butler of the NHL, man. Not to plug Meow. all my articles, but that is my article from yesterday is on, you know, the guys playing through things. And there was like a time when we used to like really honor the pain yes. the guys go through. Yes. And then it's like, now it's like, don't you, you're not supposed to glorify the violence, but mm. like, it's not the violence being glorified here, but you can't win in hockey if you don't give up your body and sacrifice. Yeah. And to look away from it almost does a disservice to the guys who are going through this to, to have success. Well, I think it's such a mental killer for the other team. Yeah. Where, like, I this is I can't believe I'm about to make this parallel here, but I was watching tennis today. <laughs> okay. uh, with uh, It was a semifinal of the French what Open. a sports guy, eh? Novak, I never watched tennis, but yeah. this Carlos Alcaraz kid yeah. really interests me. He's a new number one seed at the French Open. He's a stud. Yeah. Next Spanish, great. And I was watching it, uh, and Djokovic went out with like a little bit of an injury. Like his wrist was bugging him, and you could tell, like I think he was 25 kilometers off of his serve every time. Like his wrist was legit yeah. bugging him. And Alcaraz was really playing up to the crowd, and he was really, and he was up. I think he was up forty love on serve, like he was gonna break. Yeah. And then Djokovic just found Battled. his way back in, beat him in that that they go to a tie break. Alcaraz ends up winning it, but then Djokovic kills him in the next two sets and wins it. Yeah. And it's like the mental thing of a, thinking you have a guy because the injury and thinking that you're gonna beat him. And then it's like he's still competing and he's is still... Is this not the least in a nutshell? Every time is. they think they have a, a an opponent dead, that they just stop playing it's, or don't play well, to the same level? Yeah, it's just like it's they can't get over that like 
they just can't get by that thing where they're like, oh, they're pushing back here when we yeah. thought they weren't going to. Right. And I think that for Vegas, like, I don't know what the advanced stats in that game were last night, but like Vegas kicked the crap out of them to me. Like in, to my eye test, like it was a 2-1 game, but I'm watching it and I'm like, there's one team on the ice here. Yeah. They are, they are, okay. They were just kicking the crap out of them for most of that game. I was like, you know, this is going to be one of those wins where it's 2-1, but the the chances, the shots, everything, it just felt like they, and they find a way to score one at the end. They find a way to score an OT. And then Vegas is going back in the room and be like, how do we lose? Like their best player was hurt. Their best defenseman's arm was hanging off and now we lose. And I'm just interested to see they're well coached. Maybe they get back into it, but I think that could be a little bit of a mental swing for them. Well, we will find out. Good to get uh, someone's opinion on this who's actually is, there. Is Luke, he there? Luke, Luke, you're in Florida, are you right? There? Oh. Luke Fox? Yep. Are you in Florida? Hello. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bueller, are you in Florida? You got me? Yeah, Hello. we hear you, man. Can you hear us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yes, I'm in Florida. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Stanley Cup. I'm covering the Stanley Cup final, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, I love <laughs> it. More tired. I love it. That's awesome. So we'd love to get the uh, the sense. We both watched the game here on our televisions, but did you feel like it was as lopsided as uh, Sammy? What was your takeaway from Florida and the, the Game 3 performance there? I thought uh, Florida Panthers were done. I thought we might see a sweep. I thought I might be flying back to Toronto Sunday morning. After two periods, it felt like this is not coming back. Like, I was talking with some of the other people up there in the press box, and it's like, I think they may have finally broke them. Like, it, it seemed like maybe their will had been sapped from them. Vegas is so organized. Their defense is so big. They're not allowing anything to the net, hardly. Hardly any second chances. And the special teams is just, a, in my mind, an absolute disaster for Florida. Terrible. So they've given up six. Six goals on the power play, and and they ha- they're 0 for 12 on their own power play, and special teams are so critical in in, in playoff series, and especially when five on five chances are so hard to come by, uh, with Vegas's D playing so structured and being so long and hard to get to the slot area. That I just thought they were done. I mean, I think I was thinking they were out of comebacks, and then lo and behold, Makachuk passes his you know forced situation into the quiet room, comes back, does what he's done all playoffs, scores in the final two and a half minutes to push it to overtime. They And then they go into overtime and they have to kill another penalty with fresh ice, which they haven't been very good at. They managed to do it. And first shot of overtime, Carter Verhage, uh, same guy who summoned the Magic in Game 7 in the Boston series, uh, gets a shot off and, you know, gives the... The team's some life. The rats come raining down, and, and Vegas is, is wondering, what, what the heck more do we have to do to win a hockey game? But even though um, Florida, you know, uh, were those pesky, pesky cats last night, I still feel like Vegas is the, the superior team, the more confident team, the more experienced team. I think they're going to get it done. Uh, but, you know, they, they have a chance now. Let's see what happens Saturday. Yeah, I... I like to think that you're right there, that they're just way better. Like the talent discrepancy between these two teams to me and the depth on all four lines, the decor. But I just, we're so close to the finish line now, Luke, where, you know, like if this was the like second round or what, I just, I feel like we're three away for one team and two away for the other one. 
that some of that stuff kind of goes out the door and Vegas thinking that they were so close to going up three, nothing and basically having it done. Like you have to do some really good coaching if you're Bruce Cassidy. And if you're that leadership core to keep them from, you know, not getting scared, they're obviously still have a lead, but to keep them, you know, just not thinking about the potential comeback because the, you know, they did it on, on Boston in the first round, they've been rolling. They've been kind of playing as underdogs to me. That would be a hard thing to sort of coach out if I'm Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, and I went into the Vegas Avail today because they were doing it in spots. Vegas uh, held their Avail at the Ritz-Carlton right on the beach in, in oh, Fort Lauderdale. They're not, right. even, they're not even going to the. They're not even going to the rink. This is. I'm just giving you some insight to how Cassidy's treating this. They're not even going to the rink. He's like, we're not even going to mention the Florida Panthers. We're not going to get into X's and O's. He's like, we won't pull out the video. We'll do that tomorrow morning at the rink at the morning skate. He's like, our guys. Are, are battered and bruised. I want the guys to get medical attention that need it. Otherwise, I want them to just chill out and rest and, and recover and not think about hockey uh, for today. And then he's like, it'll be full steam ahead again tomorrow. Uh, but I think this is, this is where, yeah, it helps to have Cassidy, who's been through it and said that he would do things a little bit differently than he did in 19 when he lost to the St. Louis Blues when he was running the Bruins bench. Um, I think it helps that, that he's had an experience being in a final, but I also think it helps having guys like Petrangelo, Martinez, Chandler Stevenson, uh, Phil Kessel, and Jonathan Quick to some extent. But there's a lot of uh, uh, voices in that room who've done it, who've climbed the mountain, and Florida doesn't have, have that. So I think you know having those guys talk amongst themselves and say, like, this is, this is part of it. It wasn't supposed to be easy. It wasn't supposed to be a, a sweep. Uh, and then it, they have no shame in their game. Cassie said something really interesting. He's like, we don't have to, we're, we're not going to change a lot because we don't need to. Yeah. And, and I think that that's an extremely confident comment from a coach who, who looked at the game objectively and said, they got some breaks at the very end, but we play that game, you know, nine times out of 10, we're going to win that game. Yeah, that is a funny thing with coaching because sometimes these guys know. They know when they mess up and they don't need to be shown it or, have, you know, they know what the right way to do things is and sometimes you have to have that faith in them. So that is an interesting way for them to go about it. The one thing, like, for Florida to continue to win, they need Matthew to, uh, Kachuk to continue to do what he did last game. Like, just he is involved in everything. They're 7-0 and in overtime. I think he's been on the ice for six, if not seven of those goals. So what is his status? What did you think he looked like? I know he contributed, but what did he look like after the injury? Kevin Bieksa highlighted some stuff on camera of him not really battling at the same level. Like, could they get a diminished Kachuk in the games ahead? I think it's possible. I think Gudis is probably a little diminished. I'm sure there's some some Vegas players that aren't totally 100% too. I, what, what stuck out to me was right after, you know, Kolasar bowled him over, he played one power play shift before the concussion spotter forced him off. And on that power play, he looked really hesitant, did not look like himself. He was a little bit dazed. Uh, I guess if there's a positive to take is that he did come out and, and meet with the media post game. And he said, you know, I'm completely fine. I mean, what else is he going to say? Uh, but if, if someone was really banged up, sometimes they don't, they don't show up in, in front of the camera. So, uh, you know, he's, He's a, a grinder, right? It's going to take anything for him not not to participate and give his all. And the fact that he still delivered, despite, you know, he, he clearly wasn't 100, 100%. Uh, 
in those dying moments. But you're absolutely right. I think the formula for Florida, because they don't have the depth, is guys like Kachuk have to be noticeable and on top of their game. Bobrovsky has to play above his head, which he did last night. Like they need elite, elite performances from their top guys or they don't stand a chance because Vegas just rolls four lines, rolls 60, comes at you in waves, doesn't give you very many grade-A looks. So they need superstar performances from the handful of guys that can make an impact. And Kachuk's at, at the top of the list. You get on finals. I'm going to move to Leafs. Uh, you sat in today. God, you're working hard down there. Going to the Ritz on the too beach, hard, too hard. working on the going to the Ritz on the beach in Florida. Now you're doing the the Shane Doan Zoom, and you asked an excellent question. I might add on that Zoom chat. What were your major takeaways today from the Shane Doan thing? Did you have any sweeping observations that you'd like to make here? Well, I, I think he's kind of Jason Spezza 2.0 in terms <laughs> of. Already said the of, exact same thing. Back, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just think. He's, he's going to be that conduit, right, between the front office and the players. Uh, yeah, he's a little bit farther removed from his playing days than Spezza, but, but not really. Um, he, he, I, I think it's interesting he still hits the ice sometimes with Matthews in the, in the, you know, the pro elite skates. must be hard to get into that. He just skate. dumps it in and chases uh, it or what? Oh, I'm sorry. Arizona. <laughs> I know the old guy at the skate. And, but, he's just playing a hard game out there. Not a lot of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, his like just the history he has with Austin Matthews, I think is is, is going to be huge. Like, if anyone, and I don't know if anyone can, but if anyone can com- convince this guy to take a little less, sell him on the idea that every dollar you leave on the table is a dollar we can spend to build a better supporting cast around you. If anyone can do that, it's probably Shane Doan, who you know Matthews idolized as a kid and you know, still sees on a, on a semi-regular basis in the off-season and have, have, they've had a relationship for since he was 16. So, you know, that, that's, that's going back. And then his, the other big takeaway, I think, was his relationship with Matt Nyes, which goes back to, to when they were kids because Nyes and, and Shane's son, Josh, uh, were born in the same year. So they were on the same minor hockey team. And, and Nyes was saying to us, uh, you know, last summer that, Shane was basically the coach. He ran the bench like ever since he was five or six years old. And it was Matt Nyes who came over and presented Shane Dome with a, a sweater, like swung by the house. Like the families know each other. Like, like how important is that going to be long term when you're thinking about you know keeping Matt Nyes happy or or even just Shane being able to go to Brad and say like you know Austin told me this or or, or Maddie told me this and this is how the players are feeling. Like there can kind of be like some insight on what the room is missing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. kind of easier for 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 nice to talk to to Shane than it would be to talk to Brad directly. Probably. Well, well, I think when we talked about and uh, Dubis leaving, right, and one of the big talking points was that the relationship that Dubis and Matthews had, and would he sign here with with whoever comes in. You know, to have Shane Doan, a guy he's known forever, in that room potentially during contract negotiations or just to have him as a guy that he can lean on during it, it's a massive... That's clearly the biggest reason. Is that... Can we all agree that that's like 1 and 1A, 1B, whatever you want for the reasons that they brought him in here? Clearly, he's a good hockey guy. Clearly, he knows for living well. But, like, we're beating around the bush here if it's not just the Matthew things that he brought him in. And the Nyes as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it feels like that's the most immediate thing, right? Because yeah. Trey Living himself singled that out as his top priority. But I don't think we should say, like, this is going to be Shane Doan's one job. I think he, he, you know, he said that he has aspirations to be a general manager himself one day. And yeah. he was working towards this type of position anyway. He took the job with Hockey Canada. He was talking about how he was, you know, picking Doug Armstrong's brain, uh, Jason Botterill, you know, th- these type of guys. Like, he has front office aspirations of, of his own. Um, and then to be able to go and do it in a high-profile place like Toronto, where, like, how many teams are they going to throw out a Zoom call for the special assistant and 25 people jump on the Zoom call and write about the new special assistant, right? Like, so it also boosts his profile for his long-term aspirations of, of being a GM one day. For sure. Okay, so Tree gets John Dutton to come on board and be John the assistant to the uh, GM or whatever. <laughs> what else has he got going on? Like, uh, this guy's, we know he's talking to the coach or trying to sign the superstar. I mean, do we know what he's been up to since he's joined on? Well, I mean, he's, he's been pretty quiet. But right? the, the one thing I, I, I would say is, you know, he, he went out to Arizona. He, he, he's made this hire. I think we need to figure out something on Sheldon Keith pretty soon. Yeah. Right. Uh, like it, it is, is like to me that that's a, that's a big one. Is he your, is he your guy? Are you, you know, have you met like that? Surely they've met by now. Right. So are you going to decide to keep him? If you are keeping him, or are you just going to let him be a lame duck? Or are you going to extend him? Uh, or are you, are you, are you going to look elsewhere? And uh, the silence on, on that issue is, is really fascinating. Do you yeah, think his I, time I in Arizona been, talking to Matthews impacts that? Like, do you think Matt he's going to Matthews? Do you want the coach or do you not want the coach? Yeah, I do. I actually think Matthews I, has oh, a huge I, say I, in Sheldon Keith's future here. God, we're doing like you yeah. better sign Matthews. Like, Matthews, like the amount of stuff that like you know they're just to his every need here. Like, they just hired his boyhood idol. They're asking him about the coach. They're going to give him less term than every other guy I signed for. Like, hopefully he signs. Or, like, what? Yeah. Like, they're bending the knee to him here big time. True. Well, he, I, I know that he wants to know the plan. He wants to know who the coach is going to be. He wants to know who his wingers are going to be. He wants to know, you know, how Brad's going to restructure the team, if at all. Like, he, he wants to feel very secure in where UDM is going to take this team before he puts pen to paper. Now, do I know how much, if, if Boston Matthews is saying, fire Keith or, or hire Keith, I love, or, you know, extend Keith, I love working for Keith, I have no clue. But I know that, you know, he and his camp want to know the plan. They want to know everything before they commit to anything long term. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy thanks, Florida Luke. and Vegas. Sounds like you've got a pretty good June going for you, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dry heat and humid heat. Back and forth. It's been good. Bring the up. gold bond, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>, Dust those shorts. <laughs> All right. That's Luke Fox. Thanks, pal. All right. Have a good one, guys. You too. Luke Fox, Leaf and NHL writer for Sportsnet.ca. But, like, not to go full kipper here. Do it. But like, holy God, what else do they got to do? Here's the thing. So much of this oh. is speculation. 
So much is speculation. We Mr. Don't... Matthews, will you take $100 okay. million dollars from the most storied franchise in the NHL? Mr. Listen, Matthews, will you? Listen, <laughs> Tree Living and Doan had a relationship I from know. their time in I Arizona. Know. So I know. they have a relationship. It's not just about Matthews. Yes. We don't know that he said, yes. do you want the coach back? Yes, we don't. But I'm sure he did. Get asked. I think I'm very confident that conversation was had before the conversation with Sheldon Yes, Keith. yes. So... He's in Arizona. He gets stoned. He's talked to Matthews. We haven't heard anything on Keith yet. If Matthews is like, I don't know, I don't know about the coach. Is that maybe why we don't know about Keith? Because he is looking elsewhere. If he wants to know, he wants to be secure in his long-term future. Yes. Does that mean that Tree Living has had to say, okay, he wants, then he doesn't want Keith to be here for a year, then no. get fired. Maybe he wants to start over with someone new. I don't know. I'm just, I can imagine what they'd be doing for him if he had to want something. <laughs> wouldn't matter at that point either, well, whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I get it. He's an elite player. He's, yeah. I don't want him to leave. If so he were I'm Nathan gonna... McKinnon or Connor McDavid or whoever yeah. of, of that ilk, um, in terms of like that, like hockey passion weirdness, mm. I still feel like this would be happening. I don't feel like it's, I don't know. I guess it is Toronto. I guess it is a Toronto thing. It is. You just can't afford to, and no team can but, afford to lose like, a guy like this. I, I do, you know, and I think he's pretty well liked in this market. People love Austin Matthews. People, you know, there's a ton of Austin Matthews jerseys. You go to a game, I'd say 50% of the new jerseys, 60% of the new yeah. jerseys you see are Austin Matthews. I think he's loved here. Don't get me wrong. But I do think, like, if he signs July 1 for five years, four years, whatever, everyone's going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. And it's, you know, there'll probably be some people that are questioning it, including a guy that usually sits in this chair. Like, why wouldn't you just do the eight? Right. Which I agree with. But, like, if he, like, starts to drag this out, we've talked about this before, but, like, the PR on him... Would change. ...can start to flip pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, it really... And, like, I I would just be careful if I'm him about how long you drag this out. And, like, what do you want to be? Like, do you want to be the richest guy ever? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be the face of a franchise when you're finally the one that pushes them over the top and hoists the Stanley Cup yes. for the first time in 100? What is your priority? 100%. That is the conversation and what we will learn. I, I wrote an article called that. Like, we're going to learn what yes. this guy is and what he wants here over the next little bit. One thing that was interesting to me that Kipper mentioned yesterday yeah. is he had heard that RBC wanted Matthews to come up. He's their main sponsor to come up and play 18 holes, be a part of the event or yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't like this. And yeah. Matthews passed. Oof. But that. but these conversations that you and I are having, if Matthews does media, they're going to happen. And I don't know, he wouldn't know the answers oh, of... like he doesn't want to put himself in the line of like... That questioning. Of, you know, that. like old, of him being there and getting asked questions by a guy Do you like want Sheldon Keefe back? Like, like, have you had any conversations about your contract with right. Sheldon Keefe? And he'd be like, oh, you know, it's obviously a tremendous honor to play at the RBC Canadian <laughs> Open. <laughs> like, I don't know. So maybe you're right, but it does kind of rub me the wrong way. Yeah. That stuff always gets to me. Like, you know. I think he does really well in interviews. Like, Matthews, I feel like he has grown increasingly comfortable in front of the camera. He doesn't seem no nervous he's, or self-whatever. Well, he's just a really confident guy. He thinks he's the best player in the world. Like, he just, you know, but it, it, it comes would, easy to him. I, I do feel like fans in Toronto would love to get to know him a little bit better. But to his credit, like, Sidney Crosby's whole career... No one knows anything about no him. No one knows anything about no. him. I mean, there are obviously people around his inner circle yeah. that do, but he's done a remarkable job of remaining respectable and whatever yeah. without, I don't know, he could be married no with three kids. Me- no or- social media does a lot for you. Yes. It really does. 
And does Matthews post ever? I don't think he does. I mean, he posts like a thousand ads yeah. that he gets because he plays in Toronto. Right. But, you know, <laughs> no one ever gives him anything. Yeah. <laughs> he only makes a million dollars a post from Uber Eats and skip the dishes and whatever the hell else he does. Is because he plays in mi- Toronto. This has been labeled for misinformation. No, but no, he, I mean, he does all these posts for everything. Like, yeah. That's the only thing he posts is ads. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I get it. Like, who wouldn't be taking that? But right. like, you know, the opportunities here are different than they would. Like, you want to go play in L.A.? You'll probably be doing a used car advertisement. You know what helps is that L.A. also has crippling taxes. Yes. It really does. Like, if it was another no-tax yeah. state, I'd be like, we're in big trouble here. But. Yeah. So, I listen, I don't want this to come off across as, like, me being anti-Matthews because I want him to sign here. I want him here. Listen, he's a flawed player, I understand, in terms of, like, some of the, the playoff stuff. And he didn't have the best year this year, but, like... Players like Austin Matthews don't come around a lot. No, you got to appreciate it. And I want him to sign here and just be a Leaf and watch him play because I love watching him play. It doesn't mean everything else we've said isn't valid. (laughs) (laughs) The other side of it is a little – it could could get greasy here for him in a hurry. It could. All right. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of playoff picks, a little more uh, Leafs Panthers. Nope, not Leafs. Leafs Panthers. I wish. I do not want to talk about that ever again. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, More after the break. We'll be right back. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to Real Kipper, Born McKee, Brandeo, and Rolnick. We are without Nick Kiprios today. That, that name doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Now. No, it's too many. Yeah. It sounds like a law firm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is time for... Uh, you're, oh, you, want me, you're, you want me to do it? You're the guy. Here you're we go. Guy. It's time for Playoff Picks, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Um, so... We talked at length about how much better Vegas was last night. And we also talked about the other side of it that, you know, Florida finds their way back into this. And I think now if you are – the way the Sharps would probably be betting is that they would probably be looking at Vegas now as a little bit undervalued after – And I don't know if you'd call me a Sharp, but I'm on them now. I'm looking at this. The the longest odds for when the series will end now is game five. Really? So I think I think game seven was plus one fifty and game six was plus one sixty. And game five is now plus two fifty. So two Vegas wins will pay you plus two fifty. Yeah. So Ooh, I like that. I think to me, like I could really see the next game, everybody talking up Florida getting back into this for ever like today, tomorrow, yeah. talking about how oh, they're you know, they're 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 tough to beat. They're uh, they're hard to keep down. And then Vegas winning like six one, right? Like they did in that game against Dallas, where they just washed them away. And then you go back to Vegas for Game Five, and with the zigzags and pres in uh, uh, there. Shout yeah. out Jason and Brandon, good for you guys. But I do feel like there's a way that this is just kind of over quickly here after they found a way to win one. You know, it reminds me of the Bruins Canucks cup final where the Bruins seemed clearly to be the better team to me mm-hmm. and they would go to Boston and Boston would just hand it to them. Yeah. And then they'd go to Canucks, the Canucks were in Vancouver, the Canucks would squeak Weak. one out by a goal yeah. 
And it's a 3-3 series, but really it's been like Vancouver sneaking out their yeah. wins and uh, well, in the it, end. It felt like Boston won every game 8-2 and right. Vancouver won like one nothing every time. Right. That's what it felt like to me. I can't remember. And that's remember. kind of this, right? Yeah. Like Vegas dominates, Florida mm-hmm. squeaks one out. But in the end, you just feel like, all right, it's pretty clear who the better team is yeah. here. If Florida wins this series, finds a way to uh, win this yeah. series, just three games, I will be... It will be like the Carolina Hurricanes doing it in 2006. Like the longest odds, and if I may say this tactfully, the worst team to win a cup. Yeah. And, I, and not that they're a bad team, but. I really don't want them to. No, I don't either. Man, I'm at I'm, the point now where I kind of hate them. Like I really was like respect. Like after they beat the Leafs, it was like a respectful thing. I was like, well, you know, they're pretty good. And they beat the Leafs. And now I'm like, these guys are no good. Like they're it, not a good team. No, it's like Lomberg and Colin White no, like, and Eric Stahl and Zach Delpy. So and, much. You know, it's just like. How is this team continuing to do this? Mark and Stahl, it's Kachuk for me. Mark Stahl plays so much. I'm like, this is it's so much Mark Stahl. <laughs> How is this happening? If Mark Stahl were on the leaves, it feels like he'd get shredded. I know. It's crazy. So uh, the other one I have for you is another NBA pick. Because tonight is a very important game four in the NBA Finals. Been loving this NBA Finals along with the, with the Nuggets and the Heat. Um. A little bit undervalued to me again tonight are the Nuggets. They're a slight, slight favorite, which to me, they should be a heavier favorite than they are. Uh, Jokic is unbelievable. I I don't know if I've enjoyed watching an athlete as much as I've enjoyed watching Jokic over this playoff run. He's a truly special guy. So if you want the Nuggets to win tonight and you want to add a little bit of value, Jamal Murray, shout out Kitchener, Ontario, been unbelievable for them, been so good. Him over 25 and a half points and Jokic over 10 and a half assists. Yeah. That pays plus 325, Ooh. which is a little better than the last one that we did that hit. So, like, yeah. I do think the Nuggets roll again. And I think a lot of people are kind of swaying over to the heat, getting back into this, are going to win one at home. But the Nuggets are just way better. Kevin so, Durant tweeted something about Jokic. Like, this guy doesn't even want to be a star. No, like, he just wants to like, go ride his I, horses. And I can't imagine there being a more fun guy to play basketball with. Like, every guy just gets, like, hit in the chest with, like, wide open. They're just yeah. like, oh, I'll shoot this wide open shot. It's it's a really remarkable guy to watch play. Who's, and, like, how him. many times the ball comes below his head is, like, nil. No, like he's, he's just, everything happens above the rim, above his head, shoots, scores. Love him. Love him. He's a, one of my favorite all-time bag of milk, milk athletes. He's I was amazing. trying to figure out, like, the hockey equivalent of someone who is just so good but doesn't want to be a star, just, like, an effective mm. sort of comparable. I don't know what the Jokic hockey comparison. I don't know I don't that there, there is, is no. like hmm. yeah he's just on such a unique I'll animal do some, I'll do some homework and come back after the weekend and, and do that but yeah he's been really really good so yeah so Nuggets win with Jamal Murray over 20, 25 and a half points and Jokic over 10 and a half assists plays plus 325 you want to get on the action for the NBA tonight that is uh, yeah game four so there you go. That was Playoff Picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. That is beautiful. Uh, in terms of other news around the NHL, um, you know, there's a trade, there's like a sign in trade. Severson nice. goes from. Okay, now I'm saying, what the hell is Columbus doing? I don't know. Severson, eight years? Yeah, like, okay. He's extremely fine. He is fine. the most average guy. Like, fine. where's Kipper? Mid. Yeah. Like, you, I. W- you know. He's a guy the numbers love. Analytics guys love yeah. this guy. I saw a thing today that had him like 96th percentile and like a 99th percentile for offense. Guy's had over 40 points once. You know what? He's, he re- know what my biggest memory of him is? Mm. When there was like all those rumors that the Leafs may like 
oh, acquire yeah. him. And then he came here and blew <laughs> a, a shoe. Blew a shoe on like the first shift. Or like, what did he do? He like, it was did, a two on one oh, where yeah. he just didn't or play just, like, it. Fell and fell down, down kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, like he just had a horrible game. And I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Hey, that's the guy that Dubas wants. Surprising. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like Justin Hall. Like he, uh, you know, gets good numbers by effectively moving the puck. He's better offensively than Hall. So they pay him a bunch of money. Mm. Eight years. Mm. Beat it. No. I, I do appreciate, though, when teams try to win. I love watching a team like Detroit last year be like, okay, now we're going to see if we can win, and they couldn't, but that's good. That's the first step in being competitive is trying. Yeah. I always thought they did that a year early. Yeah, probably, and it, that's why I admired Buffalo last year. They didn't go all in. Yeah. They finished a point out of the playoffs. Maybe they could have and eliminated yeah. Florida, but. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. like that, but no, I think Buffalo is a big-time danger team next year, but like I thought with Detroit, like, you know, there's a generational guy in the draft. Maybe just wait one more year before you Hang sign all the, the mid-free agents. Yeah, give Cop a seven-year, yeah. oh, five-year contract or whatever it was. Like, yeah. we'll look back on those and be like, what the hell were they doing there? That was, that was a little a weird. strange. So, yeah. The other little piece of info that we can't properly touch on, but uh, the Ottawa Senators' uh, ownership situation. Kip's not here. Yeah, God, bad he day for Kip to miss. Is this on purpose? No, he doesn't say anything anyway. Yeah, he's true. like, well, NDA. I yeah, can't, he's, like, he's like, I can't really comment on that. But his group apparently has backed out according to Bruce Garriock. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't need a new co-host <laughs> according to 32 Thoughts. We'll see. I don't know. I have no answers on anything. Uh, I would understand if I'm, what's the, Astopolis? Yeah, that's it. If I'm Mr. Billionaire, I get that. You know, I'm kind of sick of waiting around on this. Yeah. You mean, here's my billion dollars. You're not going to take it right this second? When it sounded like there was another bid that was frustrated and they couldn't. Yeah. How about you just take it along? How about you take the bill for your kind of, sort of sneaky, crappy team? Like, just take the money, maybe? That's right. Uh, Anyways, that's my thoughts on the matter. And that is our time for the week. This has been Real Kipperborn. Thanks for joining me, Sammy. We'll see you, everyone, when we're back on Monday.